They're prominent, they're successful, and some are more than a little controversial. They're real South Africans on face-to-face with success. Brought to you by real people with real solutions. Nashua, saving you time, saving you money, putting you first. This is Face to Face with Success. I'm Charlotte Kilbane. My motto, thank the Lord I had polio. That's Marlene LaRue. She's the first woman of colour to be appointed CEO of the Artscape Theatre in Cape Town. She's also a lifelong activist for the rights of the disabled and young people. And yes, she did just say, thank the Lord for polio. I was a person of colour. I'm still a person of colour. I grew up in a poor community in the rural areas. I'm a product of a community. The people that throws around Ubuntu, they have no clue what Ubuntu means. I grew up knowing what Ubuntu. Marlene contracted polio when she was just three months old. Her mum was a domestic worker, and Marlene was the 11th child in the care of her grandmother. She was a person of colour in the depths of apartheid, poor, female, and disabled. It could have been a very sad story all round, but early on, Marlene found a way to escape. I could see when I was a little girl, I was a singer. Ugh, you know, it's like church singing. And being disabled in particular, the arts gave me that freedom that I can be. I can also transport myself to wherever I want to be. But I also saw how that time, and I was still very young, I was in Wellington, and that when I performed, how it actually moved people. My background is um, coming from being farm workers. How the farmer is moved with the farm workers. When I say, and I thought that time it, it transformed me because outside of that, it was in the heart of apartheid. People didn't understand disability. They didn't see that there will ever be a future for me with a disability. Be alone, being a black South African, be a woman with a disability. But when I was on stage, I was me. It was my first experience of where I feel that my good thing, I'm now not being seen as black, disabled, woman, rural. For the first time, I'm visible. (laughs) So it's like the arts has given me me has given me, but I can be whoever I want to be. But when I was off that stage, I must needed to be in that box. That is why I fully understand the arts transcends us. Marlene found those moments of transcendence on stage and amongst her friends, but it was the realisation that education was the key to a better life that drove her later on. My first encounter was... um, I needed to fight just to get education because that time my rural domestic worker mother, farm picker needed to fight so that I can just get to uh, sub-aid was that time grade one. And I think what is the most important aspect is that I realized that I need to educate and I must drive myself and I'm not going to sit in a corner and say, ah, shame, this has happened to me. I'm going to make it. I've got loads of support with friends that used to carry me up the mountain. We used to hitchhike. I became a swimmer, all of that. I danced. I did everything because I had that support. And then my first, again, slap in my face is when I've, a 
applied for UCT and I went to the opera school and I passed that and the professor said to me, he doesn't know what to do with me. That's in the 80s. I have this voice, but he can't see me performing on stage. It's the 80s. There I stand. The next thing they tell my mother, if you don't have money, you don't put your child here. So there we stand. Another door opened for me. I went to UWC, the University of the Western Cape. It was the best thing that could ever happen to me. It prepared me for South Africa. Because here I came from a colored community, very racist against black people, want to be white. And here I'm at UWC, who exposed me in the 80s that people are people. I will never, I will always give credit to the University of the Western Cape because I became a person there. She decided to study teaching and cut her teeth in the rural areas of the Eastern Cape, bringing music to impoverished schools. The most amazing thing is that I've got involved in the union, Satu. And we were fighting for music as a subject to be, I was the champion of that, to be that the arts must be in our schools. Because I never had music as a subject. I needed to do a bridging course at the university to be able to go into my first year. So I know what it is. And now I'm looking at the new South Africa and we have an arts and culture learning area. That's why we're doing things at Artscape that we're not supposed to be in our mandate. We're doing music education. We're doing drama education. We're doing visual arts education. All of that. We're doing the set works of grade 12s here at Artscape. And why are we doing it? Because the arts have become more elitist. You can't talk about the empowerment of artists and decolonizing spaces like Artscape, but you don't talk about having arts education, which is subject-based matter, which is scientist matter in our schools. Because then you don't address the systemic challenges. The systemic challenges starts at pre-primary school level. And that is why it's so important that I'm still so passionate about education. You might have guessed by now that Marlene is quite the maverick, driven by that passion she references so often, along with a very pragmatic view of what it takes to make it in showbiz. The moment you see yourself as an artist, you're an entrepreneur. And entrepreneurs goes the extra mile, because to be an artist, you must be an entrepreneur. That's why we have a resource center. Artscape has a resource center. It's not just about your art form. How are you going to write a proposal? How do you have connections with auditions? How do you learn your craft? How are you having a funding proposal ready? You are your own marketing tool. You are your brand. An artist is the brand of themselves. So I've realized that. That is why we're not just doing arts for the sake of arts. We've unpacked If we want to look at holistic development and holistic transformation, you need to start from the bottom. But you need to have a plan. You need to have a vision. You need to have an implementation team. Not everybody is going to be on the same. You're going to have along the path. People then mustn't be in this position. You need not only to have people only praising you. There needs to be people that be critical. There used to be people that say, I don't like her. If people say I, they don't like me, I feel, oh my good grief, that's actually a good thing. What didn't they like so that I can look and develop myself? The resilience that she was forced to cultivate during a very difficult childhood is something Marlene draws on every day. 
and it's changed the way she views success as a concept. Success for me is something different. Success for me is quality of life. And success for me is that you have peace with yourself. And I have peace. For me, it's like you can be so be involved in a place like this artscape that you think you're doing all this wonderful work that you be forget that we have young people that's not even in school, that we have the elderly that doesn't even have food because we can become very arrogant. I really have a passion for people because I um, witness in my life poverty. I've experienced poverty. I've experienced invisibility. I had severe luck besides hard work where I am, so I don't take things for granted. I've also seen where tomorrow you can be somebody and the next day you're nobody. It's how you deal with people. But why say thank the Lord I came from that background? I can live in a corner, I can make it. That's the beauty of me. I can make it anywhere and I'm going to survive because I've survived. But I can never say I have arrived. Marlene is lively. She laughs easily, but she's also incredibly grounded. I ask her what advice she has for people who want to walk a similar path to hers. Don't take yourself too serious. Listen to other people. Be open. I have so many wonderful people that gave me a break in my life. Be grateful. Don't think the I, I, and think you have arrived or you know it all. I still have up till today a mentor of elderly women that I go to. So if you really would like to make it in life, learn from people that's been there, that's been through the mill of life. I have challenges. I have a daughter, wonderful. Her name is Amy. She's third year at the university. She's doing music. And I have a cerebral palsy son that can't do anything for himself. I've got two full-time nurses. They're my angels. Adam is a gift to me. I could have decided I'm going to sit in that corner and cry and cry. Why did the Lord give me this? I've decided he gave me this gift. And every day when we wake up, and you also wake up, we thank the Lord and our blessings. That's why this big thing of managing artscape is a gift. But I have another gift at home. I can tell you, I can't define success in a way that, oh, I've done this. I don't know. There are so many people that's contributing to where I am. I am so tremendously grateful for everybody that came into my path. I never forget people. That's, That's also my downfall. I don't forget people. So I go back to thank them and to say at this point, they've been in my life. They open doors for me. That's why my duty in life is to open doors for other people. You've been listening to Face to Face with Success with me, Charlotte Kilbane. Join us next time for more stories of South African success. They're prominent, they're successful, and some are more than a little controversial. They're real South Africans on Face to Face with Success. Brought to you by real people with real solutions. Nashua, saving you time, saving you money, putting you first. Find more real success stories at thesolutionslab.co.za.